Welcome, everybody, to the Oklahoma Drill Podcast War Room Mock Draft Special. We have an amazing show planned for you guys tonight. We are going to be breaking down every single pick the Jets have in the 2021 draft as if we were physically in the draft room ourselves making the picks. Uh, We're going to take turns as general manager while the other two are acting as area scouts. They are going to be giving their cases for which players we should take at each pick. The GM will make the final decision. After that, we'll move on to the next pick, rotate spots. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, going to be a long one, so I don't want to waste too much time on the intro. We're going to get right into it. Uh, I'm going to take off as GM for the first pick, number two overall, and I'm going to kick it off to our first area scout, Matt, with his selection for who he thinks we should take. All right. So, with the number two pick, Mr. GM, I think we should take Mr. Justin Fields out of Ohio State. All right. We're not going to find a better warrior in this class than Justin Fields. We saw during that Clemson game his ability to fight through pain, tears, blood, mm-hmm. sweat, to Pretty. come out victorious against the mighty Clemson and Trevor Lawrence. All right. You're, this guy has been consistent for two and a quarter or maybe a little less years. All right. He might have had two bad games this year, but guess what? His overall work speaks for itself. It's consistent. He takes care of the ball and he's deadly accurate. I don't know if there's anybody else I would want throwing deep passes than Justin Fields. Uh, he's a, a, he's a dynamic runner. This guy will, ex, will uh, expand the playbook tenfold. Whereas maybe a Zach Wilson, you might be afraid to make him a, a, a primary runner uh, on the offense. He will expand the playbook. He'll give you more options. And in the end, that will uh, make him the better choice. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. That's a very, very solid argument. He's a talented player. He's a talented player. All right, Vitor, who should we take it to? Andrew, my dear general manager, you better not oh, flatter me. <laughs> you better not listen to Matt here because we have another guy on the board, and he is going to take over the NFL in the next few years. His name is Zach Wilson out Ooh. of BYU. When you have a guy like Zach Wilson that fits your scheme the way he does, you're just taking a chew, you know? His yep. skill set fits what you're going to do offensively. Hey, Joe, you just brought in our new, brand new offensive coordinator, Michael Fleur, that will run a system that requires throwing on the move, layer concepts, and that's exactly what Zach Wilson did at BYU. So it's a no-brainer pick for us. The NFL world is already saying, Jets would be crazy to pass on Zach Wilson. Why? Because mm-hmm. I'll say it. People are afraid to say it, but I'll say it here. He is our new Aaron Rodgers. Sidearms. Sexy releases. Mm-hmm. Fire at the hips. Get Zach Wilson, and we will get wins back to New York City, my dear GM. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you. Uh, I love both the arguments. Um I will say that we are we are in a good position right now, picking second overall with these options of quarterbacks ahead of us. I don't think we could go wrong with either one. I truly think both of them are going to be great players. And, you know, the difference in the two of them honestly comes down to preference in a lot of ways. Um, and that said, I've thought about this a lot, and I've thought about the arguments you guys have made, but I am the general manager. And so I have to rest on my laurels and I have to go with what I know. And that is that I have been wrong on quarterbacks more often than I have been right. And that when I lean to tend towards the guy that I think is going to be safer and the guy that I think might be 
the easier to see transition and fit, it doesn't always work out. And I'm swinging for the fences. We're taking Justin Fields. Yeah. Andrew, um, you just made a terrible mistake. <laughs> I hope I'm, like I said, I'm terrible with quarterbacks. So my gut says Zach Wilson, because for the reasons that you laid out, he's a natural fit in the offense. And not that I don't think Fields isn't either. Obviously, I wouldn't have taken him if I didn't think he could fit. But Wilson is experienced in it. And he knows he's not going to have to learn the plays like Fields is. Fields can learn them, but he still has to do it. Wilson doesn't have to. But, you know, I look at Justin Fields and I look at the guy, he's ripped to shreds, runs 4-4-4, if not faster, and on a good day, throws a beautiful deep ball, strong arm, and I I see a young Cam Newton. And I don't know if I can pass on Cam Newton. Hey, hey, Andrew, you're my boss. I won't question your decision. It's okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. that. That's I appreciate you that. my guy. <laughs> All right. Well, with that said, we are going to turn to Matt, Mr. GM, pick number 23 overall. I uh, just had your guy picked at two. So what are we going to do with him in the fold? You want to lay out the scenario for us? All right. Well, guess what? My phones are ringing off the hook over here. Uh, you know, we got the Steelers coming up next uh, after our pick at 24. Mm-hmm. Uh, so guess what? The, everybody wants the center, and they want Creed Humphrey. They do. He's and, a very uh, good player. Very good player. And, I would, uh, would think about making him an option at 23. And guess what? Oh, the Packers just offered the 29th pick and the 62nd pick. And you Oof. know what? I think, I think we should take it. You know what? Uh, because guess what? There's not much here, all right? Uh, it's just not a lot of offensive line help. No, no. at this point, Vera Tucker's gone. Vera Tucker's gone. Tevin Jenkins, Jenkins just went gone. the pick before us. He went 22. So, And then now if you're looking at cornerback, that's not much better. Uh, you got Farley, he's gone. Horn's gone. Sertan, gone. Yep. We've got Newsom. But you know what? Uh, those injuries, his injury uh, issues bother me as well. And we've talked a, b- a lot about him. And I don't know if uh, if I'm uh, very I don't know if I would either with, with his upside either. So, you know what? I think trading is our best option. So here we go. You are the GM. I do. You're now on the 29th pick. And uh, take it away. Uh, who, who's up first? Uh, that would be you, Vitor. Okay. Now I have the 29th pick. We've passed on offensive lineman on getting an offensive lineman at 23rd pick. We've passed on Greg Nielsen. And now, at the 29th pick, we have Landon Dickerson, Matt, for us to take. Dickerson, I know. I know, I know. He gets hurt. He got hurt a lot. And people say his natural fit is on a gap scheme. But hey, I don't see it. I see a guy that's quick out of his stance. I see a guy that's ready to take over as a New York Jet that wants to work hard, just like you and Coach Salah want. So Dickerson, what do I see in Dickerson? The best center in college football. If not for his injuries, he would be a block as a top 25 pick. This is Lennon Dickerson. And I also see a guy that has the work ethic. He fits what we're looking for. Dickerson, Backton, they are our future and the O-line spot. And hey, if you're worried about moving McGovern to guard early, no problem. No problem. Dickerson can play the guard spot early in his career, then switch back to center, where I believe he can fill in 
for Nick Mangold's shoes and be the jet setter for the next 10 years. All right. All right. Andrew, what do you got? Oh, well, um, I want to start by saying that uh, my fellow scout Vitor is very, very good at his job because we we went very, very close. In fact, we went to the same team. In fact, we went to the same offensive line because I'm saying we take Alex Leatherwood and Mm -hmm. we take him to be our right guard. And this is for the same reasons that Vitor just laid out, really. We got to protect the quarterback and protecting the quarterback starts up front. And I actually, again, Vitor being the great scout that he is, I want to reference a point he made in one of our past uh, past episodes where he had said we were talking about the Saints and their offensive line. They're always going to be able to move the ball because of their line. And ever since he said that, it's stuck in my head. And I, I completely and totally agree with it. But Dickerson, while he is a fantastic player and would be my highest ranked center if not for his injuries, like Vitor said, I do not want to take a player that can't be there to block for Justin Fields. And it's hard for me to get behind Landon Dickerson as the pick at 29. When Alex Leatherwood is available, he's just as experienced. He's played right guard before. I think he can do it again. I think he'd be really good at it. I think he's a better mover and overall better player than he's being credited as. And this is the type of guy that we need to build our team around. It rock solid guys with great character from top programs that just know how to play ball and know how to block. So I'm going Leatherwood because he's consistent. All right. Uh, I was sort of expecting one of you guys to go linebacker, but uh, these are two very good linemen. Uh, and I'm going to go with Leatherwood. Hey, hey. Uh, see, now oh, I just. <laughs> I, I, I said before, before we even pick, I'm like, I was worried about Newsom mostly for his injuries. And Dickerson falls into that category as well. And we really need to hit on these picks. And not just hit, Agreed. but we need to keep them on the field. And we already have Becton, who I suspect throughout his career might be like what he was his rookie season and be in and out. Yeah, that aggression can, that. can lead to overextension sometimes exactly and i want to keep these guys on the field i want to go with the guy i think we can rely on a little bit more which is leatherwood and i think he would be great inside uh we did a whole episode uh, about Mm -hmm. these guys that should maybe move inside and leatherwood was one of my guys so he was he's he was one of my favorites and i think for where we're getting him i think that's a really good spot he might not be there uh yeah in the early second no i'm not sure he'd be there at 34 and that's why i'm saying take him now and i yeah i think we should just take him i'm I'm going with leatherwood all right okay but now we're going to the 34th pick and uh vitor's turn to be gm so guys we address in the offensive line position now we have we have big nids at the cornerback and the off-ball linebacker spot. And maybe, just maybe, give me, you know, a high ceiling edge defender. Say, so who do you guys got for me now? Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to start off. Um, and you said defense, and we're on the same page, Vitor. Um, I'm going Asante Samuel Jr. And the reason I'm going Asante Samuel Jr. over an Ifiatu Malafonwu or maybe somebody else is Robert Sala said something in uh, his most recent press conference. It really stuck with me. And he was talking about what he values in corners. And he referenced it again. He said it before, but he referenced it again. 
win in man-to-man. And he doesn't care what size they are. Richard Sherman can be 6'3", and then he says Jason Barrett can be 5'10", but they win their one-on-ones. And Asante Samuel Jr. wins his one-on-ones. And I, being that type of player, especially with an NFL pedigree, I mean, his dad was an amazing player, former Patriot, pain in our ass for a long time. And I just can't see a better player to come in and fit the mentality that Robert Sala wants in his defense more than Asante Samuel Jr. at this pick with the value, with the need, everything else factored in. He's not scared of getting his hands dirty in the run either. He'll come downhill. He'll tackle. He's not just a a small corner. He plays bigger than his size. And I think he's got room to grow with his potential as well. He's already really smart. He's already really technically sound. Um, T-steps just like his dad did. And he's going to get some turnovers as a rookie and hopefully be our number two corner down the road opposite Bryce Hall. Okay. There. There. I like him. But I'm going to go with Ifitu Helifanu. I probably just butchered his name, but we're going to go with him anyways. Don't count that again. We'll learn it. (laughs) And unlike Asante Samuel, he doesn't need to act bigger because he just is bigger. This is true. He is that rare athlete. For, he is a rare athlete for his size, too. Uh, you're not going to see many corners with his build. Uh, his wingspan and uh, is, is apparent. You can see it at the catch point. Uh, he's got explosive burst. And he, uh, he's a smooth transition guy. Uh, he's the kind of guy that will grow into his position even more as time goes on. He's not a finished product. And I'm okay with that because of his potential. His upside is through the roof. And I think his aggression, his physicality is something that that uh, JD and, and uh, Smalls will, are going to really like. And I, I don't see us going with uh, anything less than, than uh, what he brings to the table. Before making my choice here, Andrew, do you think Sambo Jr. can be a long-term starting outside cornerback in the NFL, or do you view him more of as an slot cornerback? In our system on our team, I do, because Jason Barrett played boundary corner for the uh, 49ers and was really, really good at it. And I also think the good thing about Samuel is he's capable of playing boundary corner. And I think he could be solid at it as well, but he could also move into the slot. And so against a guy like Stefan Diggs that we're going to play twice a year, having a guy that can go up against a number one if they line up in a slot in the slot is really important. I think he can do either. So this is a great point, and I'm taking Samuel Jr. here for two reasons. Uh, one, <laughs> he is better playing man coverage than Milling Fulu. I don't know how to spell his name. Yeah. So... <laughs> He's better at man coverage than this guy. And the Jets want to create pressure with their front four. What does it mean? Quarterbacks throwing ducks. Yep. And ducks get picks. And Samuel Jr. is a ball hawker. Yes, Samuel is. Jr. is a ball hawker. He can get some turnovers I'm taking here with the 34th pick of the 2021 draft for the Jets. Hey, hey. And we're going to pick 62, right? So Andrew is the yep. general manager. Yes, this is the pick we gained from Green Bay by moving down to 29. And then we're going to pick right back again at 66. So I 
I like this trade, uh, Matt, Mr. GM, when you had the opportunity, I think wasn't anybody in the spot worth taking at 23 that would be better than getting an extra second round pick. Hmm. So with that said, uh, who should we take? That's, that's interesting. All right. I'm going to have to dig deep here. See, I was, hmm. I want to go with Baron Browning. Baron Browning. Baron Browning. This defense is going to be centered around its front seven, and linebackers are going to be extremely important. And right now, what do we have? We've got Mosley. He hasn't played in two years. (laughs) We don't know what we have there. And I don't want to take the chance. I think we need to really improve on this position. And... Browning has elite size speed combination for the position. Yeah, RAS through the roof. And uh, that's it's something that I think uh, Solid can just mold into another wrecking ball as a tackler. Uh, he took a massive step forward in terms of his uh, play speed in 2020. Uh, and he wins his one on ones. And I think that's what we really need. We don't need somebody that's going to have trouble. Uh, sort of fighting his way through the mess to make plays. He can make the plays on his own one-on-one. And I think he's going to go linebacker. I think we should go linebacker uh, earlier than maybe most people think we should. And Browning's the guy. I like it. I like it. Uh, Vitor, who should we take at 62? Hey, guys. Same position as Matt here. I'm right. saying we take like Jess Rat. Take Jess Rat. We had discussions about Surratt in the group chat, and I'll tell you what, this is a guy, Andrew told me that, and that stuck to me. He's a guy that I think can benefit from being coached by Robert Sala. Mm-hmm. Surratt's a former quarterback. He's extremely smart. He just needs to be coached. He's smart and has athletic ability. We take him now at the number 66 pick. He doesn't need to start right away. He doesn't need to start right away. But he can be developed to be our outside wheel linebacker Mm-hmm. From the years to come, C.J. Mosley is going to be gone. We'll need another Mike linebacker. You need to solidify that spot now before the linebacker position becomes a huge need. You don't want to go into the 2022 season needing three new linebackers. So get Surratt now, get him ready, and he's your best backer next year. So I'll say take Surratt because of his ceiling, because of his marks. And I believe he's a guy that's willing to be coached. He's getting better, you know. He's that kind of guy that gets better each season. So this is a pick. I'll say trust Salad, trust the coaching staff, and get Surratt. All right. Well, it's actually I, the 62nd pick, not the 66th pick. The yeah, I'm sorry. Have. Pick 62, yes. Uh, we're looking at pick 62. I like both options. I like where you guys are heads at. Agreed. Linebacker is a much bigger need than I think it's already being touted as, and it's already being touted as a pretty big need. Uh, So I can definitely understand going linebacker here in this spot. I will say I have recently kind of leaned towards waiting on linebacker because I think Sala and Ulbrich are such good linebacker coaches that they would be able to take someone later. I'm a big Cam McGrone fan. I think he would be a great late round pick, but my scouts are telling me to take one now. And with the extra pick from Green Bay, it's not as if we have don't have the extra ammo. So let's get a guy that we want. That said, I'm taking Chaz Surratt. And I'm taking Chaz Surratt because he, I'm taking Chaz Surratt because he fits their prototype better. 
Jeff Ulbrich has turned every 6'1", 6'2", 220 to 230-pound linebacker he's ever coached basically into a pro bowler, and that's Chaz Surratt's mold. And then you look at what Chaz Surratt can do. He had a really good bench press. I don't remember what the exact numberage was, but it was really, really good for his size. The guy's strong, and like Vidor said, he's smart. And this is something I go when it comes to defensive players and instincts, especially guys that are really good athletes like Browning. Bad instincts just take you to the wrong place faster. And that is where I would give Surratt the edge. So even if he may not be as the much as the athlete is Browning, I think he is overall the better fit for what we want as a team, especially at Will Linebacker, where I think it's more important. So I'm taking Chad Surratt at 62. Interesting. Okay. All right. So that leads us into pick 66. Matt, you are GM. Take it away. All right. So pick 66 now. We're in the beginning of the third round. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what do we have now? We've just a little recap. We got Justin Fields at pick two. We got Alex Leatherwood at pick 29. We got Asante Samuel Jr. at pick 34. And now we just took uh, Chester at. So what do we need? What's left? A lot. <laughs> uh, so maybe uh, maybe yep. we can double dip we in offensive just line. Getting started. Maybe we can go edge. Maybe we can start looking at the skill positions. I don't know. Let's see what you guys got. Let's start with uh, Vitor. Okay. So as you guys know, I'm all about scheme fit, right? So many people say this is a rich here, but you got to trust me here, Matt. Breathing Jordan. Okay. Tight end Miami, the Jets. I saw the 49ers play offense, and they play 21 and 12 personnel more than anyone. And the Jets don't have that second tight end guy right now or 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 a fullback. So when you get Jordan, he can play both spots. He can line up as an inline tight end. It's not his deal. It's not not his strength, but he can line up as an inline tight end, and he can line up in the backfield. Jordan is a great player, great, great receiver tight end in space. He has that natural ability to make plays with ball in his hands. He's a willing blocker when on the move, and he would be the perfect F tight end. But remember, the Jets have Herndon and Croft both on the last year of their deals. Croft has a one-year deal. Herndon's playing on the fourth year of his rookie, rookie, rookie deal. So the tight end position is crucial to this offense. I don't see the Jets playing three receivers for more than a year because Crowder is here now and it's his last year too. So when when you get Jordan, you get a new tight end, number two tight end for this year, and a move tight end that will be essential for the years to come. Okay. Get behind that. Andrew, what do you got? All right. Well, uh, we both went skill position. So I will say that. Uh, I can certainly understand Brevin Jordan. We do have a need at tight end, although I think... I think the guys we have could benefit more from our system than anything else. And I will say that when it comes to the Shanahan system, I think people are inflating George Kittle more than they're inflating the importance of a tight end. If the Jets had a George Kittle, he'd be featured like George Kittle, but they don't. So I'm not quite sure it's going to be the exact same feature as the 49ers offense. We've also talked about them potentially running more 11 based on their personnel, based on how everything might fit with, you know, Michael Floor, Matt LaFleur, those connections. So that said, Matt, uh, I have a question for you. Mm. Who on the Jets right now can run the Jet sweeps that the 49ers love so much as good or close to as good as Debo Samuel? I would say nobody, but maybe Crowder. Uh... Can I tell you who can? Please. 
Tylen Wallace. Wow. Tylen Wallace, wide receiver from Oklahoma State. Um, he is a feisty as hell, tough as nails receiver that plays bigger than he's listed. He's listed at six foot, about 195. Plays like he's 6'2, 215, and he'll run you over like he's 6'3, 225. So his ability to catch not only contested balls down the field, but be an option with the ball in his hands, short on quick receptions, screens, reverses, any way you want to get him the ball, he can do it, is an option that the Jets don't have on their offense right now. And I think the value of him here at 66 is really, really good, especially since we added the extra two. We got our linebacker. We got our corner. Let's get field some weapons. All right. Uh, all right. You guys make two very good cases for two very good skill positions. Uh, see, now, I do love Jordan a lot, and tight end is pretty damn thin right now. Uh, I don't trust any of the guys we have to really produce much of anything. Herndon's a crapshoot. We have no idea what's there. So, Reverend Jordan would fit nicely in that group. Uh, but you know what? You got Crowder and Cole who might not be here next year. And it would be very nice to sort of breed their replacement now. And Thailand has some flexibility. I feel like he can thrive inside and outside. But And I am a sucker for wide receivers that can knock the snot out of somebody. That he does. I'm going to go with Wallace here. Uh, not my pick, but it's a great pick. It's it, he's. A, I, I I was thinking that maybe you'd go with Amari Rogers here or or Eskridge, but you know what? Tylen Wallace is somebody that I've loved for for a few years now. Yeah, and those back shoulder passes, his his uh, athleticism in the air, his body control is just crazy. I, I, I some of the, the catches he makes are insane. Um, mm-hmm. He reminds I, me of Robert Woods. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, see, now, the, the thing with uh, Wallace is people are a little scared of can he get separation? And I think he can because I think he's a lot better He's a lot better of a route runner than a lot of people give him credit for. Mm-hmm. I, even if that's not even – even if that becomes an issue, that isn't quite what I was kind of even pitching him as because I'm pitching him as our underneath, throw him a screen, let him take a reverse – let him be your slot on, you know, on the tight splits and he runs the deep over off play action and just let him run with the ball. And if he gets open deep, great. That's cool too. I mean, yeah, if you want to make him just a role player, but I think he, he can be a little bit more than that. Oh yeah. I'm saying if for right now and he can right grow now, yeah. into that, into the future. Yes, absolutely. And I'm all on board with that. So yeah, we're going with Wallace here. Uh, and now we're at our second pick in the third round going to pick 86. Uh, Vitor, what's, uh, what are you looking for here? So guys, I think we still need another offensive lineman, but this can be addressed later. I like to see some value picks here. You know, some guys that you believe would add some talent to our football team, some talent, huge, huge talent, bigger than the 86 pick would tell us at the first glance. All right. I think Andrew, you're first. Yeah, no, I'm going to take it off. Uh, you're looking for talent. Talent bigger than the 86th pick uh, would land. How's a 10 out of 10 RAS sound? Sounds good. Sounds great. 
Sounds pretty great, right? Uh, how about Spencer yep. Brown, the offensive tackle from Northern Iowa? Mm. And this is a pick that's for the future. We got Leatherwood. We got our guard. The offensive line would hope to maybe add one more, you know, starting offensive lineman. But not many guys are six eight and run sub seven three cones. Not many guys are six eight and run. I believe it was a five oh one forty. And this dude. When you watch him, yes, he played at Northern Iowa. When you look at small school players that are projecting to the NFL, you want to see them dominate. Well, boy, did he dominate. Holy cow, did he not look like Hulk playing at Northern Iowa. And then you listen to his coaches, you listen to the work he put in. He got it. He got there. He was real skinny. He was a tall, skinny kid and worked and got in the weight room and put on weight. And you can show that this is an athlete at, at any facet of the position. This guy could be our future starting right tackle, and it would give us the flexibility that we don't have right now with George Fant, which is to run wide zone in either direction effectively regardless. Mekhi Becton is great at being your kickout. George Fant is not as good. Eventually, the Jets are going to get hamstrung by running to the left way more often than they run to the right, and it's going to make their offense predictable. We got to have somebody on the right side next to Leatherwood down the future that can kick out some defensive ends. I'm taking Spencer Brown. Okay. I like that. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, with another athletic guy. I'm going to go with Kendrick Green. Oh. Interior lineman from Illinois. Sort of a fan favorite as of late. Yes, uh, I love him. So, like we said, our need... I almost at, concede. <laughs> at offensive line is, is dire. All right, We need two new starters, pretty much. And we got Leatherwood, who I think can can jump right in and uh, be a day one starter. And Kendrick Green is a guy that has really just like jumped out, jumps out at you on tape. His athleticism is explosion out of his stance and his ability to get the, get to these reach blocks. His lateral movements, incredible. Uh, We're not going to find many people that are, that have like this guy's talent. All right. He turns his feet like a champ. He'll, he runs defenders out of bounds. So he's got some strength, too. He's not just movement. He's, uh, he's the, the complete deal here. And he can play center, too. He can play guard or center. So if McGovern in the future doesn't pan out, we can move Green inside. Maybe he can be the, our new center. There's a lot of teams and a lot of smart people that like him at center. There are. And you know what? Some people think that he might go a little later, but I don't think we should chance that. I think we should jump on him right now before anybody even thinks about taking him. This is our chance to take him. I don't think he'll be there later. Let's get him. This this is a great debate because it's more like a philosophical debate here because Spencer 100%. Brown is your prototype guy. Big we need a year to sit down. You need to teach him the wide zone. While Kendrick Green is not the biggest and tallest player that you can draft, but he knows your system. He fits your system. He excels at it in the, co- in the college game. So it's like, it's really hard for me. I had Green as my pick in our next selection, 107. And now Spencer Brown, it gives me some, some food for thought here. But I'll take green. I think I'll take green. I like green. I'm all about a scheme feet. As I've said before, I think green fits the scheme. He can be your guard. 
it will help solidify this line alongside the other alignment we took. So I'm taking green here, guys. I think you made a wise decision. I have absolutely no complaints. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I co-sign picking Kendrick Green over Spencer, Spencer Brown, even though I chose Spencer Brown. <laughs> I kind so of Andrew, <laughs> so I, know, I, I know we all like him. So it's like, yeah, right. yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, I, that's a win for me too. I mean, that's <laughs> it's kind of that like that one card in Cards Against Humanity where you know if you get it, like yes, will, will, will yes. Vote for you lose, what. but you don't even care because it's so good. <laughs> yep, that's exactly that was exactly. yeah, that was the trump card. Uh, all right, guys, pick one oh seven. Um, I'm going to be GM, and Matt. Go ahead and tell us who are Ooh. we taking? All right, let me look at my big board here. Uh, one oh seven. You know mm-hmm. what we haven't done? Let's let's go back to defense here. Let's right. go with Chris Rumpf. All Ooh. right. Now our front four. I feel like we have a really good set of guys here. All right, we have guys that are good against the run. We have guys that can rush the passer. And I think we're kind of set there for now. We could definitely use somebody that can grow on the other side of Lawson. Um, but I'm thinking of a guy that could have maybe a different kind of role. Maybe a guy that can be a Sam uh, linebacker on, uh, on, on passing downs. And can do those green dog blitzes. Yes. And with the guys that we have r- rushing up front along with him, I think he adds a special dynamic that will make it almost insane for offensive lines to, to really scheme for him. Um, and he's athletic as hell. Hell he's the kind of guy that, that jumps out at you with his athleticism, his quick twitch change of directions. Uh, and he, 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 he's, he's not a stranger to being a stand-up uh, linebacker either. He, he definitely has experience there. Uh, he's definitely a high-motor guy, too. It, it doesn't quit. Every, every uh, ounce of energy he has, he leaves it out there on the field. Uh, I think if we are going to go for a pass rusher, we should go for a dynamic one, and Rump's the guy. I can understand. I do. I am a Chris Rump fan. I do understand the pick. Uh, certainly could use another piece on the defensive line. Robert Sala loves his front four. I can see it. Vitor, what are we thinking? 107. Well, I think this pick, many many people hate this player, but I'll say, get Sean Wade, quarterback, Ohio State. Ooh, the Jets need more depth. The Jets need more depth in the secondary overall, right? So... We have Blas Austin as our number two corners of today before the draft, not considering our picks. The Jets don't have a deep cornerback group. And Wade, I really don't know what Salah will make of him if if the Jets take Wade. Will he play as an outside cornerback, strong safety, nickelback? I don't know. But he's a talented player. You take a chance on talented players at pick 107. Even more so when you have a coaching staff that can develop said players and we'll do it with Sean Wade. So by selecting Wade, the Jets get a talented player that can play basically everywhere on the, on the secondary besides free safety and a guy that you won't need to rush into the field right now. Sit Sean Wade, see how he looks, and get 
a great player. Joe Douglas, our assistant GM to Andrew, has shown sometimes <laughs> that he likes potential. So I say get Sean Wade and you get a lot of potential. And once again, trust Obrick and you trust Solid to coach a talented guy up. All right. Interesting. 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 So definitely go in defense. I like the thought. I agree that defense can need another piece. Um, two picks I was not expecting, to be completely honest. So caught me a little off guard with both of these selections. Uh, I do like Chris Rumpf. I think he can rush from multiple positions, as Matt said. I think he can be the Sam on rundowns that either drops onto end on pass downs or rushes from a green dog or stunts inside you know options are endless for him and i think he could add some versatility to the front four and that is you know definitely what the coaches like but this is not what the coaches want this is what i want <laughs> and we need some damn bodies in the secondary and so because of that i'm thinking i'm taking sean wade oh. and i i'm taking sean wade because the afc east is gonna be pass heavy uh, Miami just drafted Jamar Chase. You know, Stephon Diggs is in Buffalo. Josh Allen was getting MVP votes. We got to cover people. And as much as I think it's possible to win with your front four, and that is a valid piece, I think there are players at or equal or close to equal to Rump's caliber later in the draft. And there isn't a guy with the pedigree and the talent of Sean Wade in the secondary later in the draft, plus you know, our system values versatility, Jimmy Ward, Jaquiski Tart. We've had multiple players that play different spots. I think Sean Wade's a fit for all the reasons that Vitor said. I think we just need, we need corner help. <laughs> we need more dudes. <laughs> so let's go Sean Wade, 107. Great back. Great value. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I can see it. I can see it. Uh, real quick, I want to mention that we are using uh, the mockdraftdatabase.com consensus big board, which takes a peek of every mock draft that's available, piles them all, and creates a big uh, big board out of where players are expected to go in mock drafts. So it's a really nice, accurate way of trying to gauge where players are going to go, who's going to be available, and go from there. Uh, speaking of, we are now moving on to pick 146. Matt, you are GM. Take it away. All right. So just to give you uh, another recap here, we got Fields at two, Leatherwood at 29, uh, Sante Samuel at 34, Chess Surratt at 62, Tylen Wallace at 66, Kendrick Green at 86, uh, Sean Wade at 107. Uh, now we're in the fifth round, pick 146, and lay it on me, guys. Uh, let's start out with you, Vitor. Okay, guys. So. I know I've addressed the wide receiver position beforehand, but I feel like, again, it's a value pick. I like Cornell Powell out of Clemson here. Small sample size, but the guy produced when he had the chance. The Jets have historically had a bad wide receiver group. So if from now on, the Jets can feel Denzel Mims, Corey Davis, Talon Wallace and and develop Cornell Powell. This is a damn group wide receiver. Powell is a guy that can do everything. He can he take your jet motion duties, even though I don't think he's well best suited for that. But he when he appeared on the field, he looked like the part of a true outside wide receiver. Good routes, good hands, developed quick chemistry of his quarterback. So 
At pick 146, I like the value of Cornell Powell here for Zach Wilson. Okay. Andrew, what do you got? All right. Uh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it back to essentially, as I just made the decision for Sean Wade, saying there's defensive ends available later in the draft. How about Shaka Tony? Defensive end from Penn mm. State. Uh, not necessarily the most athletic, blow your doors off, out the roof, jump out the gym guy, but busts his ass, plays the run really well, and you know, all gas, no breaks. That's that's the type of guys we want on our defensive line. I also want to mention a point that I don't hear a lot talked about when it comes to defensive linemen. Coaching really, really matters, and the Penn State defensive line. Chakatoni's an older player; he's been there for years. The Penn State defensive line was really, really good for a handful of years in a row. And it's because of Sean Spencer, who was their defensive line coach, goes by the nickname Coach Chaos, and for a reason. He just got hired by the New York Giants to be their D-line coach. This dude knows what he's doing. uh, Shaka Tony is one of his favorite players ever. And I think that the value of Shaka Tony, also his ability to play the run, the Jets don't really have a true five technique yet. They have a, a really, really, really good... Seven in Carl Lawson. They have a great three-tech in Quinn and Williams. They have nose versatility with Foley. Franklin Myers can sub in Rankins, but they're missing that base-down five technique that's going to crash inside on the run, free up, you know, clean up the mess that everybody else creates. I think that can be Shaka Tony at this pick. Interesting. Hmm. See, I, I do love that speed that Tony brings to the edge position. he's got a great get off that great get off it's it's hard like when i think of great get offs i think of von miller something like, and it's been so long since we've seen a guy just fly off the line like that so tony does intrigue me powell also intrigues me though because i again i like guys that are physical as wide receivers not even not just when they have was the a dude here. Powell is a guy, and he's he's a he's a yak guy. I I love guys that can just break tackles and get those extra yards, fight for those extra yards. Hmm. But if I I was thinking maybe if we go wide receiver, I would look for somebody with a little bit more speed. Since I don't know if we really have that that guy that really challenges the the deep end of the field that much. So Powell doesn't really fit that bill. So uh, you know what? I'm gonna go with. Tony. Ha ha. Uh, on that D line. Yeah, let's let's load up. Let's bring some speed. All right. Uh I think I think that would it'll fit in perfectly with uh with the guys we already have. Uh all right, so let's see. Uh, we got Tony at 146. Now we move to our second fifth round pick at 154. Vitor, you're the GM. What are you looking for? Yeah. I'm looking for value once again, guys. Talented players. I feel like, I don't know, we got two offensive linemen. Hey, give me your best players. BPA, guys. Let's go. BPA. Okay. Well, if I'm looking at everything with my rankings considered, everything available for myself with pick 154, the highest graded player that I have left on the board, and we were talking about Speed being a missing element on offense. Tamarion Terry, wide receiver from Florida State. Six foot four, 215 pounds, long arms, blazing. 
blazing. We're talking sub 4-4 in his sleep. Fast. Not only is it fast, it's functional. He is great at rack. He is great underneath. He catches reverses. He catches screens. And if you dare to come up short on one of the many slant routes that he will run because people give him so many cushions, he'll run a a sluggo that'll take your damn head off. The injuries are a concern. And the play in 2020 is a concern. It was a dip in play. Ankle injury definitely slowed him down. He started to come back for it towards the end of the season. Couldn't quite opt it out. And that's why he seems to have fallen. But in 2019, people were thinking he might have been a first-round player. And he's got first-round athletic talent. And we're getting that at 154. I don't know how many other guys are left that have first-round athletic talent at 154. Okay. All right. We got the speed. That's what I was looking for last. So you're stealing my idea a little bit, but all right. A little bit. It's okay. Uh, But you know what? I'm going to take a guy that I know you love. We're going to go Kylan Hill here. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. And uh, I think the Kylan Hill is uh, exactly what we need for a halfback. We need a guy that has the speed. We need a guy that can be a good receiver out of the backfield. And we need a guy with that, ha- that cutback vision. And Hill has it all. His cutback vision, I think, is, is, is uh, one of the tops in the class. Uh, he's got the explosiveness necessary to just shoot through those holes. And he's got, he's tough too. You can see it with his stiff arm. He can really just lay it right into the defender. And, uh, he's got all the things that we look for, really speed, burst, vision, uh, receiving skills. He's, uh, the valuable guy. And I know Andrew loves this guy. I do. I do. Every pick I have to argue against is against somebody I totally would have taken myself. Now, I don't necessarily feel like our running back group is bad. I think that... It could be better, uh, though. It could be better. And I think Hill definitely makes it a better group. Uh, Have him and Ty Johnson be the one and two. Won't say who would be one, who would be two, but... uh, Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. uh, One A, one A, two. Exactly. I think uh, they would bring a a good one-two punch. Uh, so yeah, I gotta stop arguing for you. That's not helpful. <laughs> Thank you. Though. Well, both great, great players. You all know I like Killing Hill from our running back at the zone. So, but right now, value wise, I'm taking Terry. Yes, uh, let's take some tops off teams. <laughs> As Andrew said, this guy has low key first round talent. He's fast. He's explosive. I don't think he will be an integral part of the offense from day one. He will be developed, but the Jets are not in a rush here. And also, Joe Douglas showed us last year he will take flyers on players that are hurt or that are usually hurt in college on later later rounds if they are talented, as he did with Bryce Hall. So I can see Terry being the pick here. Assistant GM Joe Douglas just called me and said he'll take Terry, so I'm taking Terry here. Big one five four to Morgan Terry. Love it. Love it. He's not just a deep guy either. I mean, he's got really solid hands. He'll catch in traffic. He like great yak player. I mean, I think his his ceiling is is through the roof. He he was he showed us everything in eighteen and nineteen. I really yep. like to stay. I really like to stay. Oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 
I'm okay. Yeah, I'll do it. Have <laughs> All right. As the GM. Yeah. Pick 186. 186. Round six. All right, guys. Um, I'm looking. I'm looking for somebody. Even though it's round six. Even though it's 186. They don't need to be. I, we got our potential. I think we got a lot of potential in this draft. I'm looking for somebody. Pick 186. They can come in and actually play some downs. Get some snaps. Be a contributor. Don't got to be a starter. But I, I want. I want a role player at 186. Find me one. All right. I'm going to go with the guy that I know nobody's heard of before. Uh, I'm going to go with Kylan Hill. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> guess what? He made it to to this pick. In fact, uh, he's, he's ranked, what, 155? Where is he? Uh, look, let's get up our big board over here. I got him at 180. uh, 187. So we're, yeah. so we're still good here. All right. Barely. <laughs> Barely, but we're good. <laughs> At 186, I am going with Hill. Uh, I just played my case for him, so I don't know how much more I need to say. Uh, you're looking for that guy that you're looking for a guy that could be a role player, but not necessarily a full time guy. But guess what? He can be that full time guy uh, if we need him to be uh, eventually. If, if Ty Johnson doesn't work out to be that one two punch, I think he could step in and be that guy. Uh, Let's go Hill. I, I, I failed with him once before. Let's let's, let's Second time's a charm. <laughs> All right, Vitor, 186. I'm looking for a role player. Who we got? Hey, same position, Andrew. And since Hi. you're my boss, I feel like I have to please you here. So why not take Javian Hawkins? Okay. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> you talk about a guy that can play from day one. Javian Hawkins is your guy. Outside zones, Keen, Louisville. He can jump right in, in the rotation. Him, Ty Johnson, maybe LaMichael Pirine if he gets faster. I don't know. Hawkins is a guy that can play. Round six, pick 186, and we've got a guy like Javin Hawkins. He's keen feet, the guy that can play from day one. And who has ran under? Mikai Backton. Yep. Take the guy. You just take the guy. Yeah. So, right. Javin Hawkins. All right. Well, round six, pick 186 is Christmas for me, apparently. All right. Uh, we got quite literally two of my five favorite players in this entire class and Kylan Hill and JV and Hawkins. I would be absolutely, absolutely over the moon happy with either of them at this pick. This really is, you know, we can't go wrong either way. And because of that, I'm going to take a little minute talk about two guys that I like a lot, and I'm going to break them down really quick. Kylan Hill has the power aspect that Hawkins doesn't. And I think with the speed we've added throughout this draft, that that could be a really, really good piece, uh, a missing piece to the offense. Not quite something that we really have where he can certainly be explosive and generate yards in short areas, but he will run you over. He'll stiff arm you. He'll he'll go through you with just as much as he'll go around you. And Hawkins doesn't quite do that. I think Hawkins is tougher than he gets credit for, but you're never going to expect him to, to be running over tacklers like you'll see with Kylan Hill. But... You're not going to see Kylan Hill burn pursuit angles and take easy stretch plays for touchdowns the way that JV and Hawkins can. So it really is a what do you want to add to your offense? But there's a theme that I've noticed this draft, uh, gentlemen. Speed. Justin Fields, Tylan Wallace, JV and Hawkins is going to be the pick at 186. As Vitor said, he is my favorite player in the draft. He's literally, I've, I found this out after he was already my favorite player. He's from my hometown. He grew up 15 minutes from me. He went to a rival high school of mine. Um, I wouldn't be allowed back 
in where I grew up if I didn't take JV and Hawkins here. So let's let's be the fastest team on the field and tell everyone else to keep up. JV and Hawkins, one eighty six. Man, I struck out with Hill twice. <laughs> I love him. I love him. I, Kylan Hill. Kylan Hill, wherever you are, no chance you're listening to this, but I love you and I hope you succeed in everything that you do. But JV and Hawkins, one eighty six. All right. We're on our last pick. Wow, how time flies. Yeah, 226. 226. Let's look here. Sixth round. Uh, I am the GM now. We'll round things out. Uh, what do we have left? We still have some things that we need to address. We haven't addressed the uh, tight end, really. Uh, we need a kicker, maybe. I don't know if that's something anybody's interested in. Uh, we could uh, do another linebacker, maybe. We could even bring some more depth to the offensive line. I don't know. We can go a lot of different ways here. Uh, what you got, Vidor? Well, I was planning to say Dax Mill. What do you think? Dax Mill. Some Scotty McKnight vibes when Mark Sanchez picked his friend for the Jets in the 2010, I think, NFL draft. I think Dax Mill could – you're taking Justin Fields. I forgot about. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, wrong quarterback. I, really I mean, we could. I mean, we could. We could have Justin Fields throw to Zach Wilson's favorite receiver <laughs> as, uh-huh. a, as a slight. <laughs> as a slight. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, we're taking Justin Fields. So, well, I'll still talk about Dax Young because I like him as a player. I think he's much better than people give him credit for. And at picks, pick two, two, six. You want guys that either have a great amount of potential or have produced it in the college game. And Milne has produced. He he looks like a poor man for Neil Powell to me. Like he runs good routes. He's big. He breaks some tackles. I think he's a guy that fits the, the Jets mentality. And, you know, I kind of lose some of the strength of my argument with Al Zach Wilson, but I still like Zach <laughs> Milne to play. <laughs> I'll take Milne here. Okay. Andrew, what did you get? All right. All right. Well, admittedly, my plan, if he was not here, was to have JV and Hawkins in the selection. So we're having to pivot a little bit, and we're going to have to do something a little different. Uh, speaking of Zach Wilson, why don't we take somebody that gave him a little trouble in Taryn Jackson, the edge from Coastal Carolina? Mm, okay. That's nice. We need load up on the defensive front. Again, the team is starving for five techniques. Here's another guy that I think, I think people expect him to be more of a true, like five and a three, four, but I think he could play base five and it's, you know, it's the end of the draft. It's picked two twenty six. I think he's a quality football player that knows what he's doing. Brings in the attitude made Zach Wilson's life in coastal Carolina, a living hell. I was at that game. Uh, actually, I was able to get into the stands. I went to Coastal Carolina. Funny enough, it's my alma mater. But I was able to go to that game, and let me tell you, Taron Jackson was beating people up. And I, the BYU offensive line, we've been told all year how good it is. He was doing it to those guys, no problem. So 226 really isn't anybody else that I would have taken at a, any amount of position. I don't want to say position of need, but wouldn't be redundant. So let's go Taron Jackson. Hmm. All right. Let's see. When it comes to Max, I think he's going to – you made the Scotty McKnight uh, comparison, and I think he'll probably turn out the same way too. 
uh, and that sort of that doesn't do it do much for me. But Tanner Jackson, I I I do like a lot. He he's incredibly consistent. Uh, he had 2019 and 2020 that were both very good. Uh, he's very stout. Uh, and you know what? He's he's got those those uh, long arms too, which I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he offers a lot more at this position. It's I think it's just great value. Uh, what's one more guy that we can add to that front four? Let's do it. Let's go, Taron Jackson. All right. All right. Well, that guys, that's our draft class. That's our draft. Yeah. Let's let's take a review here. Let's go through pick by pick. Round one, pick two, Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State, against the grain, but we're swinging for the fences. Round one, pick 29, after a trade down with the Green Bay Packers, grants Alex Leatherwood, the offensive tackle slash offensive guard from Alabama. Going to draft a quarterback. Let's protect him. Round two, pick 34, Asante Samuel Jr., the corner from Florida State. Feisty, inside-outside versatility, sticky in man coverage, everything the Jets want and need. Definitely have a big need at corner. And then 62, uh, round two with the extra pick from Green Bay. We get Chaz Surratt, the linebacker from North Carolina. Will linebacker fits the mold that Sala and Ulbrick are looking for. Two of the best linebacker coaches in the NFL should be probably an immediate starter, I would almost bet. Round three, pick 66, we're getting some explosiveness and we're bringing some attitude to the offense with Tywin Wallace, the wide receiver from Oklahoma State. Round three, pick 86, quite honestly, probably my favorite pick in the entire mock that we did, and it was one that I lost, Kendrick Green, the offensive lineman from Illinois, one of, again, my favorite players in the class, Gonna be would be an awesome, awesome fit at guard. Round four, pick 107, Sean Wade, the corner from Ohio State. Got to get dudes in the back, uh, back center that can cover. And I know Sean Wade has fallen a lot from where he was billed originally as a prospect as the next first-round corner from Ohio State. But if you're getting the next first-round corner from Ohio State at pick 180, uh, 107, that's not bad. Round five, pick 146, Shaka Tony, defensive end, Penn State. Another guy that's going to play five-tech, rush the passer, great get-off, nasty with his hands in the dirt, fights in the run game well. Another solid piece on the defensive line. Round five, pick 154 to Marion Terry, wide receiver, Florida State. Speed, 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 explosion and more speed. Big, fast, great hands. Will take the top off a of defense. Could take a pitch play for 60 the whole nine. Round six, pick 186, Javian Hawkins, running back, Louisville. Again, the theme of speed. We are going to be the fastest team on the field. Hawkins is the guy that can make the cut on outside zone, get to the corner consistently, keep that play effective. And he's not that scared of cutting inside either. He'll get some tough yards. Finally, rounding it off, round six, pick 226, Taron Jackson, defensive end, Coastal Carolina. Got to get more bodies up front. Five technique player that can... Move potentially move inside on some sub downs, versatility, nastiness, edge type of guys the Jets like. That's it, guys. What do we think? This is uh, a great class. Yeah, it I'm, is. I'm, I really like it. I'm happy. I think we got a bunch of studs here. Absolutely. I think you can legitimately look at every single pick going all the way down to 226 and find a role for them, not only like immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not a lot of weakness on on in this class that we just did. No, I would say maybe a second linebacker. We're putting a lot of eggs in the in the Chaz Surratt basket, but can't have everything. And I think the players that we absolutely added are all quality, quality players and good values to where they were picked. I think so as well. Uh, I think uh, JD should give us a call. 
Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If anyone wants to add any uh, scouting, any scouting interns, you got three of them right here. JD, um, you can find me at at Zazzy Jets on Twitter. <laughs> we got <laughs> at Vitor Piva M and at Andrew Golden underscore seventeen as well, guys. This has been the Oklahoma Drill Podcast Mock Draft War Room Special. I hope you guys enjoyed. This has been a ton of fun. I think we got a bunch of great players. And make sure to let us know what you guys think. Hopefully the Jets take some of these guys in the future. And we end up with a quality, quality team. I think it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. The Jets are in good hands, and it's going to be going well. Guys, parting shots. Uh, I can't wait to see the real thing. If it uh, ends up anything like what we just did, uh, I'm mm-hmm. be Tomorrow should be fun. Uh, uh, Sunday will be one of those days where uh, I sort of just like, I can decompress from the draft for a little bit yes. and, then, uh, and then start again for 2022. Hey JD, give me the same draft class, but just take Zach Wilson at you and I'll be happy. <laughs> and then, and then it, was to, it was tough. It was tough. At, uh, at, at 226 would make a lot more sense. It would. <laughs> it would. It's tough. It's tough guys. That's going to do it. Um, hope you guys enjoyed. This has been the Oklahoma drill podcast. And let's go Jets. Let's hope they copy some of this guys in the future. All right. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you guys soon.